0: Is Hello and welcome to Matt Dalia is Confused. This is Matt Dalia, aka M and this episode is actually a, a day later than I wanted it to be. But yesterday, when I was just about to record, uh, something happened that, in short, I would not be able to record yesterday. And what that thing was, was my mom texted me that my, that her dog, the dog she and my father have, his name is Lenny, and Lenny got attacked by fucking coyote. So yeah, that, 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 that was not only upsetting, but I, cause it's COVID and cause of, you know, whatever they're fucking old, you know, I offered, I was like, what do you, what can I do to help? I'm young and fucking buff. So whatever you need from me. So my dad was like, all right, just, you come with me. Your mom can stay at home so she doesn't have to come out and do all this shit. we, we. They had already taken the dog to the vet to to just assess the damage before we took it to like to uh to the hospital or anything because the vet was like right down the street from where they live. So they take the, they go in and they're doing a fucking bunch of X rays and my when I'm on my way out there, my dad fucking texts me. It looks like the. It looks like Lenny got the best of, of the coyote. So, he, and he sends me a picture, and the fucking coyote's tail is off. He found the fucking tail of the coyote in their backyard, just like as if it's like a clip-on tie. It just is like snapped off from the ba- from its from its ass, and you can see where the blood where the tail ends, and it would normally attach to a coyote ass. It's just like snapped off. So Lenny got attacked, attacked back, Coyote ran off, and Lenny got fucked up. He got bit in the neck, he got bit in the abdomen, he got bit in a few places. But he is alive. And he is a fucking badass. And he's not big at all. If any of you know my dog's size, Charlie, he's not he 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 weighs less than Charlie because Charlie's a fat fuck but he's like a little bit taller but he's a, he he's a he was a true stray. Charlie was a rescue but she was rescued when she was a puppy. Lenny was not a puppy when he was found and he was just this fucking feral wild animal basically. So that shit kicked in and he fucking fought back. Uh and fucked it up. Fucked up the coyote. My mom saw the tail end of it. She saw the coyote is running scurrying up into the hill apparently with no tail on its ass. And uh yeah, so Lenny's way fucked up. Uh we haven't heard anything today. He stayed overnight at the pet hospital. Uh and so he 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 was feeling good on pain meds and hopefully we'll have some good news soon. But it looks like he's gonna live either way, but we're we're just not sure about the what it's gonna look like moving forward, because he got he got fucked up. He got fucked up, but he got fucked up and fought the fuck back and kicked the shit out of this coyote and bit its tail off and he's this small terrier that is my 2021 inspiration I'm, I'm sad it happened and i hate seeing animals in pain um they just get so confused and it's so fucking sad with a person no matter how much pain they're in you can always kind of explain it unless they're like a little baby which is obviously the saddest possible thing but when any animal is hurt they don't Obviously you can't explain to them what's going on. So it's just it's just like um it's a very sad fucking thing, but you know he kicked the coyote's ass, so that's pretty fucking cool. If you're gonna get attacked by a coyote, it's cooler to fight back and bite the coyote's tail off than it is to die. And Lenny did the former and not the latter, so bravo Lenny. We love you. Um So that's first off, and Christmas is coming up in three days. This is Tuesday the 22nd. Christmas, for those who don't know, is December 25th, and it's December 25th every year. And I like when Christmas is over. Not because I'm some Scrooge fucking Grinch, but I I get stressed out by Christmas. I don't like Christmas getting gifts. I mean, I don't dislike getting gifts, but it's not like a thing I like in general. I become much more concerned with overwhelmed by, made anxious by uh the prospect of 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 reacting because I I tend to I I tend to it's not that I tamp it down on purpose, but I think just in, throughout the course of my life I've been told enough times that when I'm happy or when I'm excited or when I'm uh grateful I don't show it like there's some disconnect between my brain and my face and so I it's a weird situation because I'll get a gift even if it's, let's say I love the gift I got it's a it's it's I still have to be like okay Matt time to act like you love it because I it's it's got me in in fucking trouble for lack of a better phrase uh and i don't want i'm i don't want the person giving me a gift even if it's a shitty gift i don't want them to feel like they got me a shitty gift but especially if it's a great gift i don't want to i don't want them to feel like I, I don't appreciate it its greatness or just the gift that, in, in general so I, while i'm opening gifts i'm always like all right get ready to fucking be excited And then I open it, and it's fucking rad, and I'm excited, and then I'm like, okay, act excited, and then just the whole fucking ordeal makes me feel like shit. Just this, like, hyper-awareness of hyper-awareness. It's like a meta hyper-awareness. And uh, I hate it. I hate it completely. And it makes me not want gifts at all. It makes me wish I was a Jehovah's Witness, because then uh, I wouldn't have to worry about this shit. when I was a kid I had this friend named Adam Bauer Adam Bowers Uh, this is back in New Jersey and he was a buddy of mine and he was a Jehovah's Witness and I didn't know what the fuck that was because I was six or something and I had a little birthday party for all my little fucking six year old friends and everybody came except Adam and I was bummed because I loved Adam and uh, after the party I was like mom why didn't Adam come that sucks. I knew I had invited Adam. And she was like, well, he's a Jehovah's Witness. And I was like, what the fucking fuck is that? What is that? And she was like, obviously, she like didn't really know what a Jehovah's Witness is. And let's face it, neither do you. And let's face it even more, neither do I. But what we all, at least all, you know, regular... Americans raised in the Judeo Christian uh, tradition, I suppose. Uh, all we know about Jehovah's Witnesses typically is that they don't celebrate things. I thought it was they didn't celebrate Christmas, but they don't celebrate anything. And so Adam wasn't allowed to come to my party. That, that is the worst tenet of any religion or sub religion or, or whatever. How could you sign up for that? It could be the raddest thing in the world. And they're going down the list of the things you got to do. And the, the the tenets, the core tenets of the religion. And then if they got to, and also we don't celebrate anything. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to be a different thing. I'm going to find a different one of these. Um, But yeah, Adam couldn't come. And Adam, the next day at school, who was on a weekend, and then on, on the following Monday at school, dude, Adam, this is one of the fucking, this is sick, actually. Adam, I haven't even seen Adam in 30 years or something. No, less than that. But a long fucking time. I wouldn't recognize him if I saw him. He definitely wouldn't recognize me if he saw me. But this is so cool that a kid did this. He's probably going to Jehovah's Witness hell for it, but Whatever. Uh, he was like, he, he 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 met me, I don't know if it was like the back of class or whatever the fuck it was. No, it was in the hallway. Fuck, I remember really well. And he came up to me like it was some drug deal. I mean, we were six though, so it wasn't a drug deal. But he came up to me like all like fucking shh, shh, And he reached into his bag, backpack, whatever the fuck it was. I guess when you're six, do you have a backpack? I don't know. Uh, But he pulled out Anybody who, who, who grew up when I grew up, at least if you're a boy or, or you were into sports at all, you might know. There were these toys or figurines, I guess, called, I think the brand was called Starting Lineup, and they were just figurines of baseball players in action, and, and Adam pulled a Starting Lineup thing out of his bag, and there were Starting Lineup figurines that were solo And then there were the really expensive and cool ones that were two players engaged in something that two players at the same time can engage with, whether it's like a near collision or somebody sliding into a base and that, you know, the infielder tagging them out. That's what this one was. It was a two person. It was Jose Canseco sliding into second base of the A's and Lou Whitaker of the Tigers about to tag him out. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm not supposed to do this. But I I wanted to come to your birthday. And my mom wouldn't let me. And my religion says I'm not allowed to. I don't know if he said it this eloquently because he was six. But he was like, I don't give a fuck about the religious shit. I wanted to go to your party. I not only have FOMO and wish I fucking was there, but also it was your birthday. And you, who are my friend, deserve a gift. And I remember I didn't have to do the acting thing. I I was just like, wow, dude, you fucking rule. Not only are you a conscientious, caring friend at six, but you're also saying fuck you to your dumbass religion. And what I don't mean to do is to specifically say that Jehovah's Witnesses are particularly dumbass. But any religion that is that overtly stupid, which is all of them, just not every religion is about this, is this way about this specific thing. But they all have their dumb, dumb, dumb shit. And this six year old was fucking bold and independent enough to be like, I don't give a fuck. That's my friend. I missed his birthday. I want to give him a gift. But he was only six. So what he did was he took. Something he already fucking owned. Because obviously six-year-olds don't have money. He took something he already owned. And gave it to me. Now that... Is a fucking cool kid. What the fuck is a Jehovah's Witness? I don't know. I don't know what it is. All I know is I'm not one of them. Aren't they the ones that come door-to-door... I don't know. There's too there's too many. I know Mormons come door to door and it's much more likely that a Mormon is listening to this episode than a fucking Jehovah's Witness. Just in simple math, there's more Mormons, Mormons, Mormons. So, uh, but I've already talked about Mormonism on this show. actually before I move on from Mormonism and talk about a different kind of cultish religion, um remember when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama, and hang on, what the fuck what the fuck? yeah, remember when um Mitt was running against Barack, and no one at all, no one at all. To my memory, and I remember... I was paying attention. This was in my adult life. I was engaged in politics. I was paying close attention. I don't remember any pundit or op- opponent politician from the Democratic Party or an opposing Republican candidate before he won the nomination taking him to the fucking cleaners for his crazy ass religion, crazy ass religious beliefs. Mormons with their special underwear and shit. But the election before that and also all throughout Obama's presidency, they were being we were being told that Obama was actually a Muslim and he's not even a Muslim. If he was, that would be less cultish and certainly less common, just in terms of sheer numbers worldwide. Being a Muslim is, there are way more Muslims in the world than Mormons. And he's not even one. Obama's not even a Muslim. And there were endless attacks to the point that people still, some people still believe Obama is either a Muslim or a secret Muslim, which is, by the way, not a thing. And nobody took Mitt Romney to task for his insane special underwear religion. That is one of the weirdest fucking double standards ever. I, 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 It's got so many layers to it. that That is weird. Also, Mormons are so fun to make fun of. That was a big missed opportunity. And he's a fucking senator now, still. We could do it now, but that ship has sailed. Nobody even cares anymore. He's just a, a Mormon now who is a senator, and everyone's like, yeah, I know. Missed opportunity. Um, Okay, yeah, so the next cult adjacent or just straight-up cult uh, topic or related topic is Scientology. Famed Scientologist Tom Cruise. For those of you who don't know... Tom Cruise is now making uh, Mission Impossible 7. And while making Mission Impossible 7, just like every other movie, there are very strict COVID rules, and um, everybody's high strung. As anybody who listens to this show knows, I was just on a movie where the movie had to shut down because the fucking idiot sound guy, Aaron, fucking Aaron, decided to take it upon himself to not tell anybody so therefore lie and go to a fucking halloween party maskless while everyone else is following the fucking rules and he brings covid back he tests positive for covid he gives it to nobody else except the one person he's around maskless which is the person in his sound department his name's tom poor tom didn't even fucking do anything besides hire aaron which was clearly a mistake Anyway, and this was just a small indie. It almost fucking ended the entire production. Tom Cruise is out there making Mission Impossible 7. That's hundreds if not thousands of jobs on the line. If COVID comes along and there's an outbreak that puts a lot of people out of work, at the very least puts a lot of people's paychecks on hold, if not totally erases them. And... uh, uh, uh I, le- I first heard about this, and I list- there's an leaked audio clip. This is where I'm going with this, of Cruz flipping out, which I'm just about to play for you. But I listened to the audio clip before reading what had happened because it's unclear, based on the audio alone, what the offense was that Cruz is so pissed about. Well, I listened to this audio, and I didn't have the context. But afterwards, I read what the context is. And while listening to it, I was like, before knowing the context, I was like, I mean, he's got a point. He's very, very angry. And he could probably have handled it better, but I totally get it. Especially after the fucking Aaron incident. I'm like, raring, red hot, ready to go. Just follow the fucking thing. Not because I'm asking you to believe in the fucking disease and its lethality, but I do want to keep working. And I don't want people's fucking hopes and dreams to get crushed by your dumbass who needs to fucking go to a Halloween party in Idaho. You Fuck. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be mad already, you know. So I take Tom's side, but then I not but, then I read the article or I I get the full context. And it's and all that was happening were two masked people were standing too close together looking at the monitor. I guess they were closer than the the six feet that's recommended. And then I was like, I mean, that is so fucking overboard. (laughs) But I still get it. And honestly, I like that he did it. I'm gonna play it for you guys right now. Just to get a little refresher.
1: Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. You I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And if I see you do it again, you're f***ing. Going. And anyone on this crew does it! That's it! And you too! And you too! And you! Don't so you we'll ever f-ing do it again! That's it! No apologies! You can tell it to the people that are losing their f***ing because our industry is shut down! It's not going to put food on their table! take for their college education
0: gonna interrupt here that's that's exactly what I say to all anyone I meet that I'm considering making a new friend out of that's what I say and how I say it to them before we commence our uh, true friendship just you're to here it is again
1: I told you and now I'm black and if you don't do it you're out
0: so I tell them my criteria for their friend, for our friendship. And I say, I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. That's how that goes. Okay, here we go. Keep going.
1: We are not shutting this fing movie down! Oh my God. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're fing going. And so are you. So you're gonna cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. I
0: trust you guys to be here. Uh, So Tom Cruise is mad. And I understand his, his anger. But the thing about that audio clip is that he's being so fucking Tom Cruise. It's incredible. He just sounds like Tom Cruise in a scene in a movie. Besides the fact that you can actually hear that he has a mask on his face, which is an additionally funny part of all this. But I love when people freak the fuck out and they get caught on 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 they get caught somehow being recorded somehow, whether it's on video or, or voice recording or whatever. The Christian bail one is here's the difference though. The Christian bail one, for instance, he's being Without gradation, without qualification, a tremendously enormous fucking asshole. Tom Cruise, you could make a case that he's being an asshole, but he's also, ultimately, he is right. He might be doing it wrong. He might be... Being a tremendously enormous fucking asshole. But what he's saying, he is in the right. Christian Bale was a tremendously enormous fucking asshole. And was not really right. It's definitely annoying... that a DP would be walking around in, the, in an actor's eyeline while filming. But it's also that's not warranted. Because what he could do is he could go up to that guy and say, hey, can you not do that ever again? Thank you. Because the consequence of him walking behind in his eyeline, while Christian Bale's filming, is the stakes on that, let's say, are pretty fucking low. The stakes on the Cruise thing are fucking high. At least Tom Cruise perceives them to be very high. He clearly has, whether it's an inflated sense or not, he clearly has it in his mind that some part of the industry is sort of like relying on him and this movie to get through and to be produced to completion let's say without any covid halts or whatever the fuck i mean he makes it seem like he's the most noble motherfucker in the world i go to sleep with that whatever he says he says it wrong but what he means is he goes to sleep with these responsibilities on his shoulders whether that's true or not i believe that he feels that way But yeah, when I, when I, fewer things get me more excited than when someone sends me something and the headline is like, so and so caught flipping the fuck out. Doesn't matter who or why, I am less than half a second away from clicking and walking away from whoever I'm with, from whatever I'm doing. Finding a quiet spot where I can be alone with this development and take it in without any interruptions. That is some fucking me time shit, and I will not be deterred. I will not. And if you don't like it, you're fucking out. I'm sorry, but you're gone. And if I see you do it again, you're fired. fucking tom cruise tom cruise his next movie i guess i'm assuming after the pandemic's over because i think he was supposed to be making it now and i think mission impossible got pushed to now uh his next movie directed by doug lyman who who made edge of tomorrow which is a pretty cool movie i love tom cruise by the way i'm not shitting on him in any way i'm about to kind of shit on him now Up until this point, I hadn't been shitting on him. Now you can make a case that I'm about to be talking shit about him. So Doug Lyman's directing a movie uh, starring Tom Cruise that takes place in outer space. I believe it takes place on the International Space Station. And they're actually shooting it in outer space. Tom Cruise, actor Tom Cruise is in a movie that they're about to make that takes place in outer space and I'm sure it was Tom Cruise's idea because if he didn't want to do it, there's no goddamn way this could be possible. They're actually going to shoot it in outer space. That's fucking stupid. On so many fronts, the whole idea of movie making is getting so fucking out of hand. Now people, actors, people who act, meaning they act like other people. Not only now are actors increasingly not being allowed to play people that are very, very different from them. You have to stay in your lane in an identitarian way as an actor, which is the dumbest shit ever. You're an actor. The whole thing is to try to stretch yourself and see actors stretch themselves, if you're an audience member, and be people different than themselves. It's a whole thing. Anybody paying attention to Hollywood right now, it's a whole fucking thing. Now that's being applied to earth and versus outer space. Just sh- just make it up on earth. That's what I'm paying for. I'm paying to see a bunch of made up shit. And I know that. When I go see a fucking Tom Cruise movie, I'm not like forgetting that that's Tom Cruise. And thinking that that's a real fucking guy you know, fucking uh, dismantling that bomb and scaling down that building in Dubai and jumping off of that plane or hanging off that plane's wing. I don't think those things organically happened and someone happened to film them. Those are all staged. And as much as he's really hanging off the edge of the plane, he's also really fucking safe, considering, and really, really fucking planned. It is a performance. Pretend. That's what we're paying you for. To pretend good. All you gotta do is pretend good. You don't need to actually be in fucking outer space. That is... That is a hurdle... And a very fucking hard thing to do that you just made up. That it's a good idea. That's not a good idea. That is too much. No one will be watching and be like, oh, that's better because it's really in space. The movie will probably suffer. Why? It's harder to make a movie in outer space. It's better to stay on Earth, where you know the conditions, and you know how the atmosphere works. You know, like every movie ever made. You get more control and make it look like outer space. This demand for everything being the thing it actually is in fucking fiction shit is annoying. Uh, Just make it up. Because that's what we're paying you for. Make it up. We like that. We've historically liked shit that people make up. So let's do that. All right, um, I'm gonna take a break now, and when I come back, I got some more fucking groovy ass shit for you. Okay, don't go anywhere. Matt D'elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. and and i'm back and just real quick before i get into some shit i knew i wanted to talk about i just remembered something i've been really interested for whatever reason lately in uh i mean i've always been interested in this but particularly lately i've been like reading about it and trying to learn about it uh which is ultimately a dead end uh on the subject uh, on this particular subject no one really knows the answer and i think that's one reason why i'm so fascinated by it but i'm certainly not alone everybody everywhere unless you're a true fucking unreflective idiot has thought about where we come from not geographically but like how the fuck are humans here as a kid as you start to learn about evolution, you're like, but there are still monkeys, you know? And obviously, as you become an adult, that shit goes bye-bye, unless you're a fucking idiot. And then you're out there arguing for creationism, being like, well, then how come there's still monkeys if that's what we started out as? Hey, you're fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, I, I mean where we come from in like, Evolution is, is incredibly fascinating, obviously, and I'm, 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 I'm equally as interested in that as you probably know if you listen to the show, but more than that, now at this moment, I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea that at some point, organic materials that are naturally occurring on Earth created a, a living thing. It's called abiogenesis, right? Non-life to life. That happened. Generally, scientists agree that happened one time, not many times in many places, but one time, and then life proliferated, proliferated from that one moment. There was a leap from organic materials, meaning everything in the in, on Earth. Somehow, something happened. That triggered some kind of that catalyzed something people still don't know everyone's got fucking theories uh, but there's no concrete evidence and there probably never will be ever of how this happened but at some point we know non-life went to life became life and then millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and, millions and, billions, and billions and millions and millions of years later here we are being fucking idiots and watching the Kardashians you know But the thing I learned about, and there's a whole, if you're interested in that, there's a whole fucking tons of books you can get into. A lot of it, which I've already read about, or or, I don't want to say research because I'm just a fucking guy, but it is something I'm fascinated with, and... For no particular To no particular end, it's not like I had a reason to study this shit, but it, I, I'm so deeply curious about it. I have read a lot about it, but there was this one new thing I learned about the other day that is a possibility, apparently taken seriously in the scientific community, which sounds crazy, but I guess it's not. So the idea is there was this period uh, called the Heavy Late Bombardment, where young Earth about... 4 billion years ago, was hammered by a bunch of uh, meteors and because of something that happened, whatever, it doesn't matter why it happened. It gets super boring, but the result was an endless stream uh, or a very, very long, uh, relentless stream of asteroids and space rubble were slamming into Earth, adding to Earth's mass, but also creating massive explosions, massive heat uh, reactions to the, as the Earth is growing, you know, sort of, it's like a snowball thing, like a smaller piece adds to the bigger piece when an asteroid hits. It doesn't just like bounce, obviously. And so the mass of the Earth grew. And some of that or rather, right after that is when we can trace our first, the first trace of, of organic life on the planet. So it's like 4 billion years ago was the heavy late bombardment. And like 3.8 billion years ago is the first trace of life that we have found on Earth. Which means one of two things happens. It, it happened. It means the heavy late bombardment ended, which meant life had a chance now to spring from the elements that were already surrounding the Earth, the atmosphere, and everything like that. Because the fucking crazy chaos of the bombardment was over, and so life had a chance to flourish, because obviously you need so much time for that to happen. Or, life was already on the planet, and the ones we're tracing three in, 38 whatever billion years ago are the ones that survived. So basically it's potentially an extinction event, but because it was such a heavy bombardment as it's called, the earth got so fucking fucked up and rejiggered that there's no way to even see what the earth really was like before that There's no fossils before that because it got hit so fucking hard. So we can only go that far back, really. So we don't know. But one theory, this is all prelude to this point, one theory that, again, is actually taken serious, at least by some people in the sciences, is that a piece of one of the things that hit us at one time or another or, or several times was from Mars the planet Mars early young planet Mars or what would at least become Mars because we have pieces of rubble from meteors asteroids that came from Mars on Earth and it looks like they have organic materials on there because Mars has a rather similar climate in some ways to Earth And so pieces of Mars have come here. Pieces of Mars have organic material in them. doesn't mean they're alive. It just means they have the same ingredients for life that is on Earth. And because we can't go back before the heavy late bombardment and see what Earth was like if those organic materials were there, the theory that I'm trying to describe now, and I think... I think succeeding, but possibly failing, states that there was no organic material, there was no potential life on Earth until this fucking piece of pieces of Mars came and hit Earth and brought life here, the, or brought the potentiality for life here. There, used, there are signs that there used to be big bodies of water on Mars before Earth So, the thought here is that pieces of Mars with organic material that aren't on Mars anymore, but pieces of organic material from Mars, old Mars, hit Earth. And because Earth was also, or Earth was what it is, what it was, and has always been since that moment, life took hold here. But life, the potential for life, was thrust at us from Mars, or what was Mars, or what was to be what we know as Mars. So this took me nine minutes to say, but my point is, we all might be Martians. Every single one of us, because again, this thing only happened once, this snap from non-life to life, or so we think. And if it happened just that once, and if that once it did happen because a piece of fucking Mars slammed into our planet, and that piece from Mars brought the things that, w- that, that are needed for life, let's say the missing ingredients of life, that Earth did not possess at the time, we're fucking Martians. So, congratulations, we're all Martians. <clears throat> um, one thing I definitely need to, to talk about um, is uh, the, the new stimulus bill, which I just want to put, I don't know if any of you have heard about this, I'm assuming some of you have, I hope some of you have, but ever since that first COVID relief bill that we got, I think, in April or maybe May. I think it was May. So we got $1,200 direct deposit. People on unemployment got enhanced unemployment. I think $600 more a week or something. It wasn't a lot. And it was just a one-time payment. Uh, but it was to everybody. Kind of like the, the UBI idea where just everyone gets the same amount of money. And that was like, it, it obviously wasn't enough to help people that were really hurting Uh, Or even mildly hurting, which was so many people. But it was a welcome thing. And and people, I think, thought, A, they thought it was going to, the whole pandemic thing was going to end somewhat soon. Or at least ease up. So the money was like a temporary holdover thing. But then as the months go on and we don't get more relief from the government who we give so much money to every year in taxes. And the months pass and it becomes a political football and Pelosi and McConnell are sort of blaming each other and Trump is going back and forth a few di- few weeks before the election still no relief bill. Trump comes out and says I will not be passing or signing any covid relief bill, any stimulus bill rather until I'm re-inaugurated which is like basically he's threatening the american people or holding it hostage saying i'll give you a lot of money if you just vote for me again but then everyone got so mad it was the that was one of the worst political moves he made actually and it was all during the time he, he got covid it was like this crazy mess of events for him but that was one of the few things that he actually immediately has walked back in the course of these last 4 years he was like no we're actually going to do it you know That's the thing people don't realize about Trump, what he's done the last four years. People really think he's just like impulsive but thinks what he thinks and is just going to do it no matter what. That is not true. If you look at his uh, proposed paths forward throughout the course of his presidency, they're impulsive that he thinks of them for sure. And he just snaps him off, but he throws endless bullshit against the wall and just sees which one sticks, and that's the one he goes with, no matter how crazy. The process isn't I'm Donald Trump, I'm crazy, I do shit on a whim, and that's that. The process is, I'm Donald Trump, I'm fucking crazy, I'm gonna tweet this. And if it gets attention and people like it, I'm gonna do it more. And if People kind of ignore it, God forbid, or people universally shit all over it. That goes right out the window. He's not different than other politicians. His process of how to arrive at the idea is different because he does it all in public. Usually politicians are like doing the focus groups, and they come out the other side feeling real rehearsed and real polished, and they feel like robots, and we hold that against them. And that's the right thing to do. We should hold that against them. But Trump, at least to his supporters, gets credit for being the way he is unapologetically. But that's not really what's happening. He just does the part that most politicians do in private, in public, which is vet his fucking crazy-ass thoughts. So if he comes out and he's like, I'm not... It's, the impulse is to say he's not going to sign any COVID relief bill until he's already reelected and in office again. But when everyone universally is like, fuck that, and his advisors are like, that hurts you, and people in his political party who would normally vote for him are like, uh, I'm homeless. This is unacceptable. He's like, oh, wait, 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 actually, this thing. Usually, that's the part done in private. That's the only difference here. But yeah, now that the election's over, McConnell, who didn't want to give us any money, wanted the bill to be as skinny as possible, and Pelosi, who, who the fuck knows what's ever in her mind. Um. Hey, Nancy Pelosi, be replaced, you know? Let someone else do the thing you're supposed to do. I mean, same definitely goes for Mitch McConnell, but I fucking have talked so much shit about him on this show that to do more would be just to beat a fucking dead horse. Pelosi has generally stayed out of the crosshairs of my criticism But she's such a fucking politician, and she's so annoying, and she's getting a little fucking wonky-eyed. All these people are so fucking old! And this isn't ageist. It's just when you're 80, you slow down. That's not ageist. That's senescence. Your brain isn't as sharp. Biden and Trump were the two options for president. Both well over 70. I think Trump's 74, and Biden's 70 fucking 8. Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell. You guys are too fucking old. These are people who lived the bulks of their lives. The vast majority of these people's lives have existed pre-internet. That is crazy. Those are not the people who should... There's nothing wrong with people like that, obviously. Obviously. There's no, like, thing that should be done with them culturally or societally, socially. They just shouldn't be in charge of everything. I'm not saying get some kid in there, but I don't know. Maybe somebody 50? 50 sounds good. I'd take 60 in a fucking heartbeat. I'd take 65. I would take a leader that is 65. That is young. But anyway, not to get sidetracked, but my point here is that give me my money! For months and months, so much of this country has been shut down. Travel, dining, Public events, which is just another way of saying, ways of making money have shrunk a ridiculous amount. Everybody knows this. This is not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're probably feeling this. I am. Everyone I know in one way or another is feeling this. Everyone is hurting financially. We got one relief check, which would have been fine if it was every month or even every six weeks or something. $1,200. We got $1,200 in fucking May? And now we're getting half that next year? Here's my feelings about that. Obviously, $600 is better than $0. But a part of me would be less insulted if it was zero dollars. Because then I could say, wow, you guys are such ideologues. You're so fucking dug in about this thing. You're very you're very uh You must really believe it's even worse to give out money than it is to not give us anything. Or or than to give us something. But no, it's here you go, here's a fucking This this works out to like $2, $3 a day or something for the last 200 days. During which so many of us have been entirely unemployed. Not a day of employment for many Americans. And bitch McConnell... And Nancy Pelosi it, figure out a way to get us six hundred dollars. Ah, uh, that is not even close to someone's rent in in most cities. You live in a fucking tiny box apartment here in L.A. And that shit's at least $1,200. In New York, that's like a... $600 is like a fucking pizza. You know? It's insulting. Give me my money! What the fuck, dude? Give us more money. And then you see the description of what's in the bill. And it's so fucking stark. Because you're just reading all that shit and the one thing that is absolutely the most important by a lot is the people of the country having money, having financial stability to some degree so they can also in turn spend that money. It's not just about having the money. So they can spend the money, put the money back into the economy and get people making money. This is not just about giving money. It's about people making money. Obviously. The thing I fucking actually have come to really not like is when politicians are always saying, Americans aren't looking for a handout. They're just looking for a fair shake. That'll be like what Biden says. And then a hardcore Republican will be like, Americans don't want handouts. This is not a socialist country. We don't print money and give it out. What the fuck is a tax break? What is a tax cut? If not a fucking engineered handout. Just because you're technically not just being given money by the government. That's what a tax cut or tax break is. Tax cuts and tax breaks is the most Republican thing in the world. So how the fuck do these people say... We're anti-handout. And the American people don't want handouts. What they want is a tax cut. Ultimately, what's the difference? It's more fucking money given to you by the government. What's the difference between a fucking tax cut and a handout? I know the machinations of them are different, but the result is the exact same thing. You have more money. The right and the fucking left, everybody loves tax cuts. But no, fucking handouts, absolutely not. Fuck you. Think about it further. Think about the things you say more. Because I guarantee you some of the things that you say you hate are exactly the same as some of the things you say you love. You just don't fucking realize it. You've just been told, America's not a socialist country. We don't give out money here. But what about, A, the extenuating circumstances? And what about, B, the fact that, that, that's what a fucking tax break is. You get a fucking tax rebate at the end of the year, if you're lucky enough. You don't got too many 1099s, you got W-2s. The government sends you some money back. You get a tax rebate. What the fuck is the difference? Moreover, the whole Americans don't want a handout thing, that's not true. I want a handout. And everyone I know wants a handout. Fucking, I don't know anybody. And I'm sure these people are out there, but I don't know anybody in any part of the country that if the government was like, this pandemic has been brutal on everyone. We're going to give you all $1,200 every month until it's over. Who the fuck would be like, no, 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 no. I don't take handouts. You might not take handouts from the fucking guy down the street who's trying to flex. I get that, but from my fucking government, who I give money to all year, every year, can't fucking help me back out? What the fuck? Give me my money. Oh, cool, you're giving me $600? Give that to me every week, thanks. Do I sound like a brat when I say that? For sure, but guess what? No one can make money. Society's gonna fucking collapse. People won't be able to pay rent. People won't be able to buy food. Look at the fucking lines right now. Whenever there's a fucking food bank. It's ridiculous. And it's been like that for months.
1: Give me my money.
0: (sighs) The fucking balls on these people though. Just fucking taking days off. Kicking the ball down the fucking street. Just do it later. Do it later. We don't give out money. We don't like to print money. We don't like it. We'll do it later. Oh, we're going to take a little recess. Oh, we'll do it after the holiday. Oh, we'll do it next year. Oh, we'll do it once there's a new president. Fuck! You! Give me my mommy. The American people don't want to hand out. Yes! We fucking do. Right now, we do. Maybe not normally. But at least right now there needs to be some kind of emergency UBI where everyone can count on some kind of income, some kind of financial stability. People have already started to lose their minds. Suicide is way up. I don't need to tell you this. You probably see it every fucking day. People are on tilt right now. Give them a little bit of money And they'll be less on tilt. I always of this study that people's IQs are increased by like a full standard deviation. When they aren't worrying about money week to week. Living, rather, said another way, living week to week has been proven, living... Paycheck to paycheck, rather, has been proven to significantly lessen your IQ. So being in a hole puts you even further in a hole. Which puts you even further in a hole? Which puts you even further in a hole? The problem is not hard to see. And here's the solution. There is one simple solution the problem is clear as day and there is one simple solution that is just as clear as day and it's this. Gimme my money.
1: Uh
0: give me my money. That's it. I'm gonna end on that. I'm gonna end on
1: gimme my money.
0: Give us all our fucking money. Where's our fucking money? Give it to us. What the fuck? bitch mcconnell and nancy pelo shit Give me my money. all right uh if i don't do an episode before christmas have a very very merry christmas uh i hope all of you my all of my jewish brethren have had a happy hanukkah and also all the other fucking holidays that are happening now if you celebrate those i hope you have a good one and if you're a jehovah's witness like adam bowers was or probably still is stop being one of those Pick one of these other religions that allows you to celebrate something and celebrate that thing. Okay, thank you, everybody. I love you all. The fucking pandemic is raging. Sti-om. sti siphon from sti And hey, government,
1: give me my money!